Had a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions and see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said, blah, blah. Welcome back, everyone. Um, R.I.P. Bismarcky. That was a bummer. Uh, something's been going on with that dude because I saw him on an interview on something on TV a few years ago. He was in another fucking planet. I don't know. I think he had a stroke some years back or some shit. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, first things first, I want to apologize for the audio last week. Um, again... I know I said it, uh, I put the caption on the Instagram and shit, but so I was trying a new, um, like hosting site, um, and it's all done through my phone. And quite frankly, it feels even more unprofessional than what I was already doing. (laughs) So I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this, but I'm trying it again this week. Um, it cuts you off at an hour. So I didn't know that. So I'm just fucking going on and on, cuts me off, and then I'm like, oh shit, I don't see that red light on anymore on my phone. So, um, needless to say, uh, I will make sure, I I have my, the screen in my face so I can see it the whole time, (laughs) so I'll make sure that uh, I stop it, you know, at the right time this time. So, um, not a whole lot new um, going on in in my world, um, other than... It's hotter than a bejesus where I fucking live. Um, Not surprisingly, um, summertime here, it's fucking gnarly here. Like, it's so hot. We were at the beach today for maybe an hour, and we got roasted. Um, It's pretty wild. It's just the sun's so fucking intense here this time of year, so... Um, But not too much uh, other than that going on. I know I did have... uh, kind of a current event here I wanted to talk about. Let me see. It was a news article that I saw somewhere. As soon as I find it here. Okay, so this was actually a a news article put out by NPR. Um, And I'm just going to read the headline that that I saw. It says, low pay, no benefits, rude customers. Restaurant workers quit at record rate. So I just laughed as soon as I saw that because I was like, yeah, uh, restaurants are fucking terrible to work in to begin with and then you want to bring people back at half capacity which means they're going to get half the tips you know like it's just weird um 
and then they're they're wondering why you know people are like well fuck it i'm not going to do that i'm going to do this or i'm going to you know i'm going to start a food truck or i'm going to you know they're just coming up with different shit to do because why the fuck would you do that to yourself you know you you want to kill yourself for nothing i mean i guess we all do that to a certain extent but you know that's a bummer man for for people that work in that food industry cuz that's i mean quite honestly you know that's the what a majority of people do, whether you want to admit it or not. I mean, there are way more restaurants out there than there are anything else, you know, and they employ a lot of people, you know, so I don't know. I just, I found that very interesting because there's all this talk, political, you know, jargon about, you know, where the jobs are. And then of course, you know, nobody wants to work, all that stuff. And, you know, to, to be quite honest with you, if, if you were in a position where, you know, you're a waitress, waiter, server, whatever the fuck you are, and you're making more on unemployment than you would be working at your regular job. And who knows, you know, these people, everybody wants to say, oh, they're lazy because they don't want to work. You don't know that. They could have a fucking awesome side hustle, you know. They could be bartending at some dive bar on the weekends only for tips and making a few extra hundred bucks, you know. So, you know, don't fucking knock people, um you know, because you don't like it or whatever, like that's, you know, (laughs) but I think, you know, and I've said this before, probably too many times, but, you know, I think big changes are coming. I think a big renaissance is coming to this country. You know, I I feel like there's gonna be a lot more small businesses out there um, popping up and, you know, people that are, are willing to compete now because, you know, we go through these ebbs and flows all the time. Um, in this country with our economy and shit. And I mean, like I said, it's thousand percent honesty. We need it. We need, you know, more craft, you know, whatever you want to call it, craft things out there, you know, more small business type of shit, which, you know, to a certain extent, it kind of sucks because, um, all that's going to happen is that shit, you know, people are going to bring in cheap shit from China. You know, I get that. I I understand all that stuff too. I mean, that's like when, when, uh, Etsy first started, you know, I just had a cousin ask me the other day, like, oh, I couldn't find your shop on Etsy anymore. I was like, yeah, I haven't been on there in a long time because it was getting stupid. I'm, I'm killing myself for a few extra hundred bucks. And then people just start ripping off all of our ideas, you know, and then they're selling a cheaper product that, you know, comes in from, you know, China or wherever it is, India. And you just, I can't, I couldn't, you know, I'm not going to go out there every, you know, spend all of my spare time making you know, 250 bucks on a weekend, like that sucks, you know, I don't want to do that. I love that red one. Um, so, you know, I think it's that time. Um, my wife and I, we just went to the beach a little while ago, like I said, and, uh, we had an interesting conversation about that because I was like, that now would be the optimum time to do that side hustle shit. So if you're a person that's getting unemployment or whatever, because your business isn't open or, or whatever it is, you get that side hustle and there would be, I mean, I know around where I live, I would, I know a ton of people that would have no problem. I mean, it's way cheaper for them in the long run to pay, you know, a bunch of schmoes 500 bucks a day to do some gnarly shit and then they're done. Their their hands are clean of it, you know? And I mean, I guess you just got to hope that nobody fucking gets hurt. But here's the, here's the thing that we're going through in this country right now is there's a lot of people out there willing to do that side hustle work to get that money. But then it's like, 
were also like at an all-time high for uh I don't know what you call them, Karens and Kevins, the fucking people in the world that will call, they'll make that call to get somebody in trouble just because that's the shit they do. The same kind of people that, you know, start fights online with like celebrities and shit. We're at an all-time high of those people too. So it's a little nerve-wracking to try to uh, do some shit like that, I guess, you know, but I don't know. So I'm not sure this time structure here, so I'm going to do this the best that I can. And again, I think I'm going I'm to keep checking the time to make sure... Um, that I don't fuck up the end of it will probably be the last 10 minutes will be like, la, la, okay, filling time. <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, my wife obviously isn't here today to talk shit with me. So I'm just going to kind of get started uh, with some of my submissions um, that I got for this week. And the first one I'm going to read is going to be um, song lyrics from the Misfits. And the song is called Where Eagles Dare. And you probably won't recognize it until I get to the end of the chorus, and then you'll probably recognize it. But um, this one's pretty good. Uh, it says, let's test your threshold of pain. Let's see how long you last. That tapping in your retina unbosoms all your past. With jaded eyes and features, you think they really care? Let's go where eagles dare. We'll go where eagles dare. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. You better think about it, baby. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. That's a fucking great song. Um, but those lyrics are pretty cool too, you know, like, I don't know, like I said, everybody that listens to this show, I think knows that I like to, I like to teeter on that edge all the time of, um, you know, just really being inside your head and, and thinking about things and like, you know, just those lyrics that tapping in your retina. I mean, that's what a weird lyric, you know, like, pretty profound cool shit you know a lot of people don't give you know, artists intellectuals love to shit on artists and it's kind of vice versa to be quite honest with you but uh people that can write songs and come up with this shit and make it flow together and like you know can hear it, that's that's a fucking talent you know that's pretty awesome shit um okay how about a charles darwin quote a man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. That's something that I struggle with a lot. Um, I always feel like I'm just burning time. Like, you know, I, I'm, I've said it ad nauseum on this podcast, but I hate inefficiency. <laughs> like, I just, oh my God, it's just unbelievable. Like, stupid thing. And I would say this in front of my wife if she was here, so I'm not talking shit. But like, here's a dumb thing. We leave the beach today, went and got some barbecue, and I wanted to go to this uh, car wash. And we got one of these car washes near our house where, you know, it's like you pull in, you get out of the car, the drives through the thing, and like, you know, they come out and they clean the windows and they armor all your tires, like the whole shit and shebang. It's like 20 bucks. So I wanted to go there, you know, get the car washed and shit. And uh, where the fuck what? Hold on. Okay, shit, I can't pause it. Never mind. Um, so anyway, we go in there and I'm like, oh, I need my wallet. It's in your purse. And she's wearing one of these little backpack purses. <laughs> I'm like watching her take this thing off. And she's not paying attention. She's looking at something that's like on the wall or whatever. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I was ready to pull my hair out. I was ready to rip her fucking purse off myself and just take it out. 
But like, I, and I don't even know why, but like, that's how I am about stuff like that. Um, I just, I'm sure that's part of my like anxiety fucking disorder is just like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like even at my job, like, uh, we actually finally fucking slowed down a little bit the last month. So I have a little bit more time on my hands and I almost feel like I have too much idle time sometimes. Like I'm like, okay. Cause you know, I'm so used to like balls to the walls, fucking busy all day. And as much as I fucking hate it, I thrive in those situations. I, I couldn't tell you why, because again, I fucking hate it. But I also, that kind of shit, like it makes me perform, you know, like when the pressure's on, that's when I can perform, you know, like, uh, back to my racing days, like that's one thing that, you know, all of my friends, like I wasn't great <laughs> by any means, but the one thing they would always say is like, you know, my lap times at the end of the race were always just as good, if not better at the, at the beginning of the race. So like, I don't know, that's just how I am. Like, uh, the harder it gets, the harder I push, uh, type of shit. Like my one friend, we talk about it quite a bit cause, um, you know, he, he, he knows a lot about health sciences and all that kind of shit. And, you know, he's been a trainer and he's been an athlete and a motocross racer and everything else. But we talk about stuff like that a lot. And, you know, he always just laughs cause he knows how I am, you know, like he knows like him and I working out together is like such a bad combination because if he calls me a pussy, just fucking around. If he calls me a pussy, I'll push it harder. Like I'll hurt myself. I, I, I don't know where that comes from. And it's hilarious because I don't think of it as like a macho thing at all. Like I'm not trying to like be like, yeah, I'm fucking better than you. It's literally not. It's, I don't know, <laughs> my self-hate, I suppose. <laughs> um, okay, my, my last submission today is a Kierkegaard quote. He's always a good one, right? People demand freedom of speech as a compensation for the freedom of thought, which they seldom use. Wow. You know, just think about that for a moment. People demand freedom of speech as a compensation for the freedom of thought, which they seldom use. I mean, how, how many times, how many weeks do I need to say this in a row? You know, we need to think for ourselves. We need to, you know, all these cultural norms, societal norms, family is the worst one. Families are fucking families are brutal, 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 brutal. You know, I mean, whether you think they are or not, they are. I, I will fucking tell you that right now. Without, I mean, 100%. Families are the worst. Families are the ones that will tell you, they'll they'll be honest about everything, you know? Um, so, you gotta do what makes you happy. I don't give a fuck if your parents want you to do X, you need to do fucking C. Do C. Do what makes you happy, dude. Um, and use your fucking brain along the way. Like I've been seeing a lot of political, well, not, not even really political, just dumb shit. Like I'm getting really sick of social media. I think I'm going to get off every form of social media here probably before too long. Maybe I'll just keep, the, keep them on, but just only add shit to like the podcast stuff or something maybe. But I feel like without paying for promotion, having a social media does doesn't do shit for you anyway, you know, like for advertisement stuff, unless you're a huge fucking celebrity or company or whatever, but you go on Twitter, dude, these crazy ass far left people are just as much of a bully as this fucking far right people are. 
and about this stupid vaccine right now. Jesus Christ. They're like, it went from, you know, oh, you don't want to wear a mask, you're going to kill your grandma, to, oh, you don't want to get vac- vaccinated, you want to kill your grandma. Like, Jesus Christ. People are so fucking dramatic. I can't. I'm so ready for all this shit to be over, dude. I'm so tired of hearing about it. I'm so tired of talking about it. I'm so tired of all of it, you know? We just had a COVID scare work this week. Um, went on, someone went on vacation, came back, didn't feel well, and hadn't feel felt well all for the two weeks that they were back, or week that they were back, and then only made it one day, and then didn't come back in, and by Friday they're in the hospital. And it's just like, you were at work, dude. <laughs> Holy shit, you were at work. Possibly infecting everyone. So the wife and I both took tests and they were negative. But then, of course, you know, then there's the flip side of this too. Then I tell my mom the whole story when I talked to her yesterday. Then my mom's like, well, I think you took the test too soon. You should probably... And I'm like, I don't have it. Jesus Christ. And I'm not afraid of it anyway. You know, the, the few people that I've known that have gotten it, like my mother, who is very unhealthy, she was fine. She lost a whole bunch of weight and she's had diarrhea for a while. Other than that, you know, I don't want it. Believe me. Um, I fear anything happening to my wife because of her asthma and, you know, lung issues and shit. I'm really scared of that. So I don't, obviously, I don't, I'm not inviting this shit, but like, just calm the fuck down. If you believe that much in the vaccine, then it should protect you from me, right? Then fucking Jesus Christ. This is the whole anti-vax thing that I've ever had. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but that ultimately is my choice, right? So if you believe in your vaccine, if then you don't have to worry about getting the measles for me or whatever the fuck it is. You understand where I'm coming from here? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Everybody wants everybody to just conform and and I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, I I feel like I'm fucking 22 years old again and listening to heavy metal and punk rock and flipping off old ladies, you know? Like, literally, I'm at that point again. I'm like, fuck. Just fucking drop it. Let it go, you know? Use your fucking head, you know? And all these people that are preaching vaccine and now people are still getting sick even after they've had the vaccine. And then then they backpedal and go, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's still, it's still a possibility. Then what the fuck's the point? It protects you. So what happened to you that made it that you're going to, like, that's like literally wearing three condoms and still getting the bitch pregnant. Who? who what's going on here? You understand? You follow? You know? I, it's bizarre. It really is, man. Um, well, getting into our uh, regular, regularly scheduled stuff that uh, I always find. And, of course, we're going to start this off with a Bukowski, right? Because that's me. You know the typical crowd. Wow, it's Friday night. What are you going to do? Just sit there? Well, yeah, because there's nothing out there. It's stupidity. Stupid people mingling with stupid people. Let them stupefy themselves. I've never been bothered with the need to rush out into the night. That's all. Sorry for all the millions, but I've never been lonely. I like myself. I'm the best form of entertainment I have. I mean, I almost agree with that a thousand percent, but I do like to go out once in a while and do things. Um, A couple times a year. Um, But that's another one. I mean, that goes right with, you know, it's right in line with, you know, thinking for yourself and using your fucking head and all that shit is, you know, being alone with yourself, man. I always get nervous of people that can't like people that literally can't, they can't fucking do it. If they're alone, they're on the phone, you know, or something like they just can't be alone. Um, 
I always wonder about people like that, like what that feels like, you know, like, and again, maybe I'm the way I am because I've always just felt alone anyway. Like even in my house growing up, I always felt like an outsider, you know? So maybe that's where that comes from. But I, I know it's important to find solace in yourself, you know? There are days where our TV is, well, it's on, but we're not watching it. Like we're playing music, you know, and the TV is just on at our house. That happens a lot, you know, like we're not, you know, and, and we can sit next to each other on the couch and not talk, my wife and I, you know, we don't need to talk and be up our each other's ass and, you know, we just, we can just be. And I think that's important. Um, you know, I think when you're young, that's when the whole partying phase, I mean, I was pretty much partied out by the time I was like, I don't know, 22, as far as like going out, you know, to bars and clubs and shit like that. Um, I, you know, I do enjoy a good fucking bonfire. Do not get me wrong there. Mm, I'd love that sitting around drinking some booze, smoking some weed and shit and just chilling the fuck out talking, you know, like that, that kind of stuff with my close friends. I mean, that, that's a blessing, but you know, going out, all oh, that's, oh, Jesus, that just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> sounds like my fucking nightmare, you know? Remember those days? Going out to the bar, trying to pick up girls, just such a gross, just weird all the way around. Dancing, having fun, but just gross, gross, weird feeling. Um, let's see what we got next. Um, this is a good one too. Uh, this is, uh, Albert Camus. Get scared. It will do you good. Smoke a bit. Stare blankly at some ceilings. Beat your head against some walls. Refuse to see some people. Paint. Write. Get scared some more. Allow your little mind to do nothing but function. Stay inside. Go out. I don't care what you'll do. But stay scared as hell. You will never be able to experience everything. So please... Do poetical justice to your soul and simply experience yourself. I mean, that last, those last two words, experience yourself. You would be so much more valuable to people when you learn to value yourself. And again, I'm not an expert. I'm fucking terrible at this, but I try my best, um, you know, I tell my wife all the time, you know, we have little nitpick matches about little shit like this all the time. Like when I come home and, you know, like from the gym and I'm fucking just wasted from the gym and she's like up my ass about something and she needs me to do something or like there's a problem that we need to solve. And I'm just like, can I fucking get a minute? And then she gets mad and she's like, well, you know, you choose to go and fucking torture yourself at the gym and I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand. You're a person that's never worked out a day in your life. You don't understand how this works. You know, the feel, the, the feeling that you get when you're done and all that stuff. So my point is experience yourself, know yourself, know your body. And then again, like the very, the very first sentence of this, get scared. You know, that's, that's a good I like that. I, I I need to get a little nervous sometimes, you know. It's probably why I like to get super fucking high sometimes because you get, you know. I can't tell you how many times I go to, like, OCD check the front door for the third time before I go to bed and I hear, like, 
someone talking in the street or something. And I'm like, oh shit, man. And I'm looking out the window, peeking through the blinds. Oh fuck. I'm going to get busted or something. You know what I'm saying? Just like these weird thoughts when you're super fucking stoned, you know, like it's, a, it's good, you know, um, to a certain extent, I go to bed that way almost every night because of my fucking bullshit OCD that I have. I get all worried all the time and we've never had anybody even attempt to fucking break in our house. But, you know, we've had our alarm shut off for a few years because it was just retarded. It was so dumb. The thing kept fucking, it would go off in the middle of the night for no reason. And and I was like, we never even use it. The only reason, I mean, we'd set it every night, but the only reason we ever had it was because when my son was just getting of, you know, that age to leave him home alone and stuff, we locked him in the fucking house, you know, we set the alarm. And uh, he used to be really afraid at night, too, of sleeping. Um, so we were, you know, one more thing to protect him, you know, like, hey, you set the alarm tonight, so you know it's set. But anyway, I, I get all OCD'd about that stuff, and then I finally go to bed, and I'm like, fuck it, someone breaks in, we'll handle it, you know? Like, I have to, like, I go to bed that way almost every night. I know it sounds super fucked up and weird, but, you know, that's just how I kind of handle shit sometimes like that in my head, you know? So, but it, it, I mean, it's good, and of course you know, kind of being a somewhat of an, an adrenaline junkie um, from all my years of, you know, skateboarding and BMX and motocross and all that shit, I can tell you the benefits of that. I mean, it, there are consequences too, believe me. <laughs> but, you know, the the feeling of riding on the edge and, you know, that the um, you know how many times, you know, in air quotes here, I almost fucking died, you know, where you could have had the gnarliest fucking crash ever and been super hurt or dead or fucking paralyzed. I mean, the endorphin rush you get from that, man, it's it's pretty cool. But that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, let's see what we got next here. Oh, man, there's this show. It's been... It only had a couple seasons. And uh, it's been off the air for a couple years at least. But uh, it's called I'm Dying Up Here. It's on, It was on Showtime. Man, it's basically... The comedy store in the 1970s, the comedy store in Hollywood, um, but they change names and you know so all that kind of stuff. But it's literally it's it's based on Jim Carrey's book "I'm Dying Up Here," you know, and he was a big you know Jim Carrey was a big fixture um, at the comedy store back in the the 70s and 80s and stuff. And it's just such a fucking cool show. I highly recommend it. Um, okay, I know I have at least one Terrence McKenna quote today, but this is a pretty good one too. I think going I think of going to the grave without having a psychedelic experience like going to the grave without ever having sex. It means that you never figured out what it is all about. The mystery is in the body and the way the body works itself into nature. That is pretty profound. Um I've been really trying to reach limits of outside of the box thought like this lately. Like uh we watched a documentary the other day called The Phenomenon and it came out in 2020, and it's about, uh, you know, basically how the U.S. government is now saying, like, yeah, we've fucking, there's proof of aliens and shit, you know, and it's hilarious because nobody fucking cares. <laughs> I mean, how fucking funny is that? We we literally, the government is saying, yes, we have, you know, we've been hiding it from the American people for years that uh, aliens are here, and everybody's like, yeah, I don't know, do I still have to wear this mask or not? Like, that's how lazy we've gotten as a people, but... You know, that shit's fucking real. I mean, to sit here and think that, 
I don't know, if, I guess if you're some kind of hardcore fucking Christian or something, but, like, to think that in the vast universes, you know, like, our universe, we haven't even fully fucking explored our universe, you know? Like, there's so much shit that potentially could be out there. Um, there's a there's a big th- uh, string theory, and I can't remember the name of it, but basically there's this big string theory that um, there is, like, simultaneously there is another Earth. And all the same shit's going on. And all the same people are there. And, like, we might be doing different things, but it's all the same shit, you know, type of thing. And, I mean, that shit, man, even sober, just really start thinking about that stuff. And your fucking mind's going to start doing trippy shit on you, you know? Because it's just, it's wild to think about that shit, you know? We get so conditioned to what we're taught when we're young and what people basically are trying to make you believe you know and they're tr- they want to make everybody's perception this one thing and i i don't get that like that's weird you know i'm i'm happy when people have opposition to the way that i think and you know whatever like those, that's how you have interesting discussions and debates about things you know if you're just hard-lined and you're like no fuck you fucking this is the best i mean it's the age-old human thing i guess but it's bizarre, you know, like just to think that there's only one way of doing everything. Like, <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, my fucking kid, he wasn't that old, 14, 15, maybe. And he just randomly wants to start talking to me about fucking religion and all that shit and stuff. And one day and I was like, oh, I've been waiting your whole life for this. And... <laughs> We start talking about it and stuff, and I'm like, well, just before we get going any further here, like, tell me what, you know, what you believe. I had zero idea that this kid knew or thought of anything about this shit, you know? And, uh, sure enough, he's fucking like, well, I believe in the Big Bang Theory and, like, all this shit. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I'm like, all right, you've done some research, you know? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And he starts going into stuff, and I'm like, all right, buddy. Glad you've been silently listening to your old man fucking talk around this joint and you're picking it up that's an interesting thing about having kids is uh and and it's what's hilarious is i i always transport myself back into when i was a kid and i was a very observant kid i mean that's probably a lot of what shaped me to be the person that i am is just all the stuff i witnessed around me and 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 i paid attention i knew what was going on and i was like i don't want to fucking live like that but you know, your kids pick up on a lot of shit, you know, and whether you think it or not, like I always laugh because, you know, my mother-in-law thinks because she speaks Spanish around my kid and he doesn't speak Spanish. So she thinks that, you know, she can talk about whatever and he's not going to understand. And I'm like, oh no, he understands. He's grown up his whole life with you speaking Spanish around him. Like he knows, you know, my Spanish sucks and I know what you're talking about. I might not know every word, but I get the gist of what you're talking about, you know? So it's just funny, you know, these kids, you know, it's like we are such proponents, though, of, you know, having him think his own way, you know, just, I mean, literally with everything. I'm not, I want that kid to have every opportunity to make his own decisions more than his mother and I did, you know, because both of us were kind of trying to, you know, we were kind of forced into things that we didn't want to do. And uh, I want him to have all those opportunities to do it on his own and do it his own fucking way, you know, because 
what's the fucking point? You know, if you're not, what what is the point? You know, you got to do what you want to do. And I honestly think that even if I would not even monetarily, but like if I would have had the fucking encouragement as a kid to follow my dreams, you know, I mean, I wanted to be an architect and that's what I went to college for. And my family was okay with that because number one, I was the first one in the family to ever go to college. So I don't think they really knew much anyway, but number two, they thought I was going to be like super rich. You know, that's, that's their whole thing. Yeah. Go to college so you can make a ton of money. And I'm like, hmm, maybe, <laughs> but anyway, um, let's see. Mm. This one's pretty good too. This one's, uh, I wouldn't call it political, but it's uh, it's good. This is by Dan Fante. My secret weapon is my anger. That's what stimulates me as an artist. I want change. I want it yesterday. I'm pissed off at America, society, American movies, American TV, American culture, American politicians. I'm a little like my old man in that way, where I'm a recovered drunk. He wasn't. I should have been dead years ago like my brother, but somehow I dodged a bullet and it gave me something to say. Impatience and rage are always just the beneath the just beneath the surface for me. And I mean that's me too, to be honest with you, hundred percent. I mean I've been scaring myself a little bit lately because I've been getting like road rage shit. I've been getting pretty fucking mad. And it's stupid, but people just people fucking suck, dude. People don't pay attention. They're terrible. But um, I think that's important too, you know? I don't even know if I would call it anger. I would just call it passion. You know, I'm a passionate person. When I do anything, I want it to be done to the best of my ability. I'm not doing anything to half-ass it. I just, I refuse to do that. I don't I don't see any point in it. And so I would kind of replace some of those words in, in there. And I would replace anger with with passion, you know, it's good to have some passion about something and to stand up for it. I mean, I think we get to a point when we get older, you know, probably after the age of 30, where you're just like, okay, I just kind of need to, I'm getting tired, you know, I need to settle into life a little bit here, you know, so, um, let's see, this one's pretty good too, um, checking the time here, okay, we're good. It's a little bit of a long one. Hopefully this doesn't uh, lose it, but this one's pretty good too. Pity the nation whose people are sheep and whose shepherds mislead them. Pity the nation whose leaders are liars, whose sages are silenced, and whose bigots haunt the airwaves. Pity the nation that raises not its voice except to praise conquerors and acclaim the bully as hero and aims to rule the world with force by torture. Pity the nation that knows no no other language but its own and no other culture but its own. Pity the nation whose breath is money and sleeps the sleep of the too well-fed. Pity the nation, oh, pity the people who allow their rights to erode and their freedoms to be washed away. My country, tears of thee, sweet land of liberty. That was Lawrence Frilinghetti. And I think that was written a long fucking time ago. I don't have the date, but... You know, I talk about this a lot, how uh, history just keeps fucking repeating itself. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious what nation he was talking about. Um, And again, I'm not, I don't like to shit on America. I love America, you know. 
I just think some of us and our peoples have lost their way. And it's something that we need to fix. You know, it's very important that we get that fixed. Um, anybody know who Bill Hicks is? Great comedian. This is a quote from him. Folks, it's time to evolve. That's why we're troubled. You know why our institutions are failing us? The church, the state, everything's failing. It's because they're no longer relevant. We're supposed to keep evolving. Evolution did not end with us growing opposable thumbs. You do know that, right? I mean, obviously, he's a comedian, but you, I have to say this all the time, too. Comedians, are they're the ones with the fucking pulse on the people, you know? Um, they see this shit. They're, you know, to be able to do what they do, they obviously have intellect, you know? And most of this shit, you know, I know I've said this probably too many times, but, you know, I talk about it a lot, like, <laughs> feeling like a crazy homeless person, you know? Um, but it's like, the older you get, the less that you start thinking about trivial shit, the more your eyes really get opened up, you know? And you just, it's, you fucking see it everywhere. I mean, if you're not seeing it, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not seeing it, then you're part of the problem. Um, you're that person, you know, every person that I bitch about all the things that they do and they don't pay attention. If you don't see what I'm seeing, then that's you. Cause it's everywhere. It's not just here. It's fucking everywhere. You know, my little fucking shithole hometown where I grew up, I asked my friends that live there and like, you know, is it like that? And they're like, yep. They're like, it's fucking crazy. And I'm like, okay, then it's everywhere. It's not just, you know, where I am. It's, uh, I don't know. Fucking people, dude. <laughs> All I could say, fucking people. Um, let's see. This is a good one, too. John Gray. Humans think that they are free, conscious beings, when in truth, they are deluded animals. At the same time, they never cease to, they never cease trying to escape from what they imagine themselves to be. Their religions are attempts to be rid of freedom they have never possessed. In the 20th century, the utopias of right and left serve the same function. Today, when politics is unconvincing, even as entertainment, science has taken on the role of mankind's deliverer. That's a pretty fucking good one, too. Because, again, it's I find it so fucking hilarious that a lot of these quotes and, and philosophy shit that I read, it's so relevant to today's time and it might have been written 200 years ago you know it's amazing that we can't get past some of this shit and the moment that we do is when real change is going to happen you know but there's just i don't know for whatever fucking reason like let me give you an example of the types of humans that this planet needs to be rid of i had a situation happen at work on friday so my uh, boss had a bunch of COVID tests, um, the rapid test that, you know, you open them up, blah, 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 whatever. So you swab yourself, you have to do this little fucking solution thing on this little fucking Petri dish thing, blah, blah, blah. So this COVID scare happens. And so she texts everybody and says, you know, obviously we're all going to go to work. Let's talk about it when we get here. I have COVID tests. If anybody wants to take a COVID test, you know, office is going to get clean this weekend, blah, 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 the whole thing. So I go to my desk, I take my COVID test, comes back negative. So then nobody else had taken one, just me. I didn't care. I don't give a fuck. So 
Then I see a couple other guys are going to take a COVID test. And there's two of them per package. So they open it up and they're divvying them out and they're doing everything. And I'm showing them how to do it. And another coworker walks up and is like, uh, what are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, it's the COVID test. And he's like, you're going to take a COVID test? Why not? It's a fucking free COVID test. You have to swab your nose. It takes fucking 15 minutes for the results to come. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to do it. Okay, then don't fucking do it. Uh, that guy? <laughs> Those are the people that we don't need on the planet. They are just abrasive. They want to fuck with everybody. They want to piss everybody off. They get joy out of pissing everybody off. Those kind of fucking people, dude. I don't want them on my plane when we're flying into the fucking future. Okay? They need to stay back. They need to, like, go the opposite direction uh, that everyone else is going. And before you know it, they'll be hairy and naked and throwing fucking poop at people. You know? Because that's where they're heading. They're just, for whatever reason, their brains are broken. And they just, they have no impulse control. I mean, they just vomit out whatever comes to their mind, you know. I mean, those kind of people, we don't need them. (laughs) We don't need them coming with us. Those are the people, I say this all the time. Those are the people that they'll sit there and scream at you about their freedoms and everything that they, you know, how America's free and we're, we deserve this and we deserve that because we're Americans and we took this country from the Indians because we were fucking smarter than them and like all this shit. And then you're like, okay, well, why don't you try going 70 and a 25? Well, no, I can't do that. That's against the law. Well, what's freedom then? You should be able to do it. If you trust yourself to go 70 and a 25, go, go do it. How about driving drunk? I can drive after, you know, a pretty decent booze buzz, but it's illegal you know what the fuck like it just doesn't make sense these fucking people i tell you i tell you i tell you so anyway that guy fuck that guy (laughs) um okay here's my other terrence mckenna quote this is a little bit of a long one too but i think this one he probably wrote while he was tripping because it's pretty good the hour is late the clock is ticking we will be judged very harshly if we fumble the ball we are the inheritors of millions and millions of years of successfully lived lives and successful adaptations to changing conditions in the natural world. Now the challenge passes to us, the living, that the yet-to-be-born may have a place to put their feet in a sky to walk under, caring for, empowering, and building a future that honors the past, honors the planet, and honors the power of the human imagination. There is nothing as powerful as capable of transforming itself and the planet as a human imagination. Let's not sell it straight. Let's not whore ourselves to nitwit ideologies. Let's not give our control over the, over to the least among us. Rather, you know, claim the space in the sun and go forward into the light. The tools are there. The path is known. You simply have to turn your back on a culture that has gone sterile and dead and get with the program of living of a living world and a re-empowerment of the imagination. So, I mean, that's kind of what I've been saying so far today. Like, everything needs to be liquid, man. You need to be fluid. We can't be, you know, pulled down by these hardline ideologies, whether it be religion, politics, gender, race, like all this stuff. Like, it's just fucking stupid. It really is. I mean, when you really think about it, why do you give a shit, you know? Like, I just had a conversation with my wife today at the beach. Um, I saw this video on, I think it was on Instagram. 
and it looked like a TikTok video actually, but I don't know, I'm not on TikTok. But anyway, this stupid video was like, this girl is like selfie videoing herself and she's like, uh, I can't remember how it started, but then she shows her boyfriend. She's this uh, really pretty black girl. He's this like goofy looking white guy with like a red beard. And uh, she puts the camera on him and like these captions keep coming across the screen and it's like, isn't this man handsome? You know, he's so much to me, blah, 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 whatever. And he, and then it says, he's also the man, the first man that I told that I was trans and I told him on our third date. And now we're to, we've been together for two years and, you know, we love each other so much, blah, 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 whatever. So I was like, oh, that's awesome, you know? And uh, so we were at the beach today and I was just talking to my wife and I was like, let me throw this one at you. Let's see. Let me let me see what your reaction would be. And I kind of already knew what the reaction was going to be, but um, I said, "What if my son wanted to marry a trans woman, meaning someone that used to be a man and is now a woman? You know, whatever." I was like, "Would you have any kind of issue with that at all?" And she kind of looked at me funny, and she's like, "No. Why would you?" And I go, "No, no, no." And then I told her the whole story and everything, and she goes, "Yeah." She goes, "All I care about is that he's fucking happy." And it just makes me laugh because, like, I mean, so many, I mean, just even leaving trans out of the picture, just gay kids that could never come out to their families. How many people got disowned, you know? How many men in the 80s died of AIDS alone because their families had disowned them for being gay, you know? Like, Jesus Christ, you want to talk about Puritan fucking pilgrim values and shit? Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's crazy to me, you know? I... I... (laughs) Why do you care? You know, like, why do you put that much thought into it? Like, who who gives a shit? You know, I mean, I think uh, most of it, I think, is just ignorance. You know, like, the same thing you always hear, like, uh, <laughs> like macho dudes are like, oh, fucking gay dude better not hit on me. Yeah, believe me, he won't. <laughs> if he hits on you, you probably need to turn that inward because he's seeing something that you're not, you know? I just, I don't know. I find this shit hilarious that like it's like half of our population is transforming and moving forward and half of them are going backwards it's pretty fucking hilarious if you ask me but um here's an irving Layton quote and i really like this one um it says a poet is someone who has a strong sense of self and feels his life to be meaningful by insisting on that self and refusing to become the socialized article that bureaucrats priests rabbis and so-called educators approve of the poet offends the brainwashed millions who are the majority in any country. His words, his free manner of living, and a constant irritation to the repressed, the fearful, the self-satisfied, and the incurious. I really like that one because this is how I'm going to relate it to me. Whenever I write one of my dark pieces of poetry and post it online, which I don't do that often, maybe four or five times a year, hardly anybody likes it like nobody and again i've said this before i'm not it's not what i'm going for but when i post a picture of like a selfie of me or of me and my wife or something like that and it gets 50 likes or whatever the fuck it gets and i only get two that tells me right there that someone read it and didn't like it or they just didn't bother to fucking read it which is probably the most case but i think a lot of people you know i mean shit my wife's one of them she does not like to look inward, man. They don't like it. They've they've left that 
part of their life and body and whatever, they've left it. And they just don't want to deal with it anymore. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about it, you know. So um, that's, you know, why I really like that that quote was just, I guess I'm doing something right if I'm ruffling feathers, right? You know, making people think I guess I'm I'm on the right right track. Okay. Um, this is a quote from Colin Wilson. Man has achieved his present position by being the most aggressive and enterprising creature on earth. And now he has created a comfortable civilization. He faces an unexpected problem. The comfortable life lowers man's resistance so that he sinks into an unheroic sloth. The comfortable life causes spiritual decay. And that's true. You know, when shit's too fucking easy, you know, it, it you, you start slacking off. I mean, just look at someone, if you have a friend that's in a social class, maybe just above you, you know, if your household makes 50 grand a year and his household makes over a hundred grand a year, just look at how they view certain things. I mean, believe me, I've been called bougie by a lot of people in my family because of the way that I live my life. And I don't consider it bougie at all, but I don't have time to cut my grass, so therefore I pay a lawn service to cut my fucking grass. And they cut it every week, and they fucking cut it, and they weed whack, and they blow all the fucking shit off, and it costs me like 70 bucks. That is well worth it to me. But I would be called lazy and bougie for that, right? I mean, I guess it's true, but, you know, again, it's just, it's different social circumstances. It's just, it's different everything, you know, so whatever don't get too fucking mad about it (laughs) um anton chekhov life is a vexatious trap when a thinking man reaches maturity and attains to full consciousness he cannot help feeling that he is in a trap from which there is no escape you've become part of the matrix man you've become part of the machine you're just another gear in the machine now and people count on you to pay your taxes and buy more shit you know that's basically what that says to me uh this is from susan sontag i don't feel guilt at being unsociable though i may sometimes regret it because my loneliness is painful but when i move into the world it feels like a moral fall like seeking love in a whorehouse that one obviously hits me pretty hard because i'm fairly (laughs) i'm fairly unsociable um, as they say, um, just generally not a fan of small talk and, you know, blah, blah, fucking bullshit. I, it's not me. I'm not, not a big, not big into that, you know, meeting new people and like feeling like I have to, you know, make sure I don't fuck up my words or, you know, any of that kind of shit. I ain't into that shit. I mean, Especially when you're in those awkward situations, you know, like you get invited to a party and it's like, oh, yeah, I know a few guys that are going to that party and they're like talking to their friends and they don't even talk to you. Or if they do talk to you, they almost like, hey, what do you want type of shit? You know, like that shit's weird. You know, people get real weird with their little uh, their little clickies and, you know, fucking bullshit like that. So um, let's see how many I got left here. Oh, more than I can probably read today, but that's okay. Let's see which one I want to read here. Um, Thomas Ligotti. 
The human species is no more important than any other species, species on this planet. For some reason, man accorded himself a superior place in this scheme of things. Man has created religion because it gives him a cover. This demand to fulfill himself, to seek something out there, was made imperative because of this self-conscious in you which occurred somewhere along the line of evolutionary process. Man separated himself from the totality of nature. That's very true, too. You know, we all think that we're more fucking important than we really are, you know? Um, I think that's inherently just a human thing, you know? We all want to fucking feel special, right? You know? I mean... A lot of people that I really respect, um, you know, can they can say as much as they want that, you know, they don't care about fame and like all that other shit. Then why do you do it then? You know, especially like stand up comedians that I love and stuff like if you if you didn't care about that, don't don't say that because deep down you really do. Everybody wants that. You know, everybody wants acceptance. Everybody wants, you know, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's pretty fucking easy to see, but um, I think I got time for one more here. Oh, let me read this little quote first. I was really stoned the other night and I fucking, <laughs> I posted this shit on my story and I don't know where this quote came from. It just popped into my head. I was like, yeah, those little thin little stepdad joints, <laughs> you know, them hitters that you fucking stepdad, my stepdad anyway, you'd see them around the house. Those, they're, they're like fucking, they're like as thick as a fucking, uh, like two toothpicks or some shit. And they're usually like bent because they've been carried around in a pack of cigarettes for a couple of days. That shit's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Let's wrap this up with some Allen Ginsberg. The only thing that can save the world is the reclaiming of the awareness of the world. That's what poetry does. By poetry, I mean the imagining of what has been lost and what can be found. The imagining of who we are and the slow realization of it. That's very important. That's a great one to to close the show with today. Um, reclaiming awareness of the world. Again, we all get stuck in this. We get stuck in this like... I wouldn't even call it appearances because it's not even like for me, it's not about appearances at all because I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. But um, you get stuck, you get comfortable. Um, you like things done your certain way. And then when you're an asshole with OCD like me, you can't function if that shit gets fucked up and then it just makes you a fucking ragey prick. But, uh, you know, we get so stuck on, you know, 2.5 kids with the four bedroom house and two car garage and a picket fence and the two dogs. And like, we don't have to do that. <laughs> We don't have to, mm, I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but right back to the very beginning of this. Think for yourself, man. <laughs> you, you, you have to, you know, you, you can't live like that. You know, that's, you know, fucking, that, that's got to be a terrible way to fucking live. Um, I always think of, uh, what's that fucking dude's name? He's super rich. Like I know for a while. He was like the wealthiest man in the United States for sure. Old as fuck. And he still goes to work wearing his like JCPenney suits and driving a fucking Prius or something. Uh, can't remember his fucking name. But like I remember seeing like documentaries and shit with him where he'd be like, oh, well, I eat my lunch at McDonald's and I use coupons. And okay, dude, why though? You already have more money than like you're taking care of like four generations of your family right now. What drives you to go into work every day? 
it's some kind of addiction. You know, if you, if you look at stuff like that, usually it's one thing for another. You know, if you know somebody that was like, oh, so-and-so fucking had problems with the booze a few years ago, they went to rehab, and then the next thing they, you know, they're a fucking workout addict. You know, they're just constantly working out, and they're running marathons, and they're going crazy. They traded one thing for another, you know? These people that are driven, Jeff Bezos, why, I mean, why? You made more money during the pandemic than most Americans, like, it would take all of us our lifetime paychecks to make that amount of money. You know what I mean? What possesses you, I mean, not that he's, like, really doing anything anymore. I mean, he's just collecting the fucking monster that he made, but... It's just bizarre to me. I, I find it... I don't know. I find it weird. I find it strange that people have that motivation, you know? All I'm trying to do is cash the fuck out of all that, you know? And it's not to be lazy, dude. Like, I will probably work harder when I don't have an actual day job. I'll probably work harder than I ever did in my life, you know? Um, because I just would enjoy doing things. When they're for yourself... It's fucking enjoyable, you know? I mean, how many people how many people say that? You know, like, oh, uh, alarm goes off in the morning and I fucking, I can't get up. But then the weekend comes around and I'm up at 6.30. Yeah, because you're conditioned for that. It's good for you. It's good to get up early, you know? It's, it's, it's called willpower. It's called, you know, discipline. It's, you know, you got to have it. So, I don't know. I don't know where I'm heading with this, brah. Um, but, you know, just don't be a dick. You know, that's it. Just don't be an asshole. Live it. Have some fun, you know. Um, spend time with the people you love and, you know, just you got to do it. We're not here for a very fucking long time, guys. So <clears throat> we are going to get the fuck out of here for the day. And... Let's see. Looks like I got a couple of minutes to close this out. How about I throw on some music until this is all over here. And now with my luck, this will... A fucking ad will start playing as soon as I touch play. Because that just, you know... It's just how the shit kind of works out in my world sometimes. Let's see. Almost there...
creeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. But I damn near got caught, cause my beeper kept beeping. Now it's time for me to make my impression felt. So sit back, relax, and strap on your seatbelt. You've never been on a ride like this before. With a producer who can rap and control the maestro. At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick. You know and I know I feel some old funky shit. To add to my collection, this selection symbolizes don't take a toe, but don't choke. If you do, you have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do. It's like this and like that, like this and uh, it's like that, like this and like that and uh, it's like this. And who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.